0: Welcome back and Happy New Year. In this week's episode, I'm talking to David Galley from Sourcing Certification in the U.S. about how he got started in sourcing, the challenges of sourcing in different countries, and how he evaluates tools. This is the Sourcing Challenge Show, and I'm your host Mark Lundgren. I started off by asking David how he got into sourcing.
1: All right, well, I got started in sourcing because I was really bored um, at my day job, and, and sorry. Even my old boss, if you ever happen to listen to this, um, I was doing some, you know, temp staffing. Well, that, that was my job. I, I filled temp racks. Um, so there'd be these big companies like Big Pharma and, and uh, biotech and, and chemical industry companies. And they they'd get these VMS, you know, uh, providers in and get all the sub vendors. And we were one of those. And we would just fill like dozens and dozens of temp racks for like these underpaid Hard to fill jobs. And that was what I did. And, and it was really boring. So um, eventually I was like, how, how can I work less hard to do this? How can I like get better pipelines? How can I actually have more people? And I started looking around and I don't know how I found them, but I found things like Glenn Cathy's blog and I found um, the Boolean Strings, uh, Irina's blog and, and actually the Boolean Strings community um, on Ning is where I really got started uh, with everything. Uh, just going in and seeing the questions people were asking, like, well, how do I find this? And how do I find that? And and answering other people's questions was so much more interesting than making six more phone calls, or, you know, uh, submitting three more people. I mean, I still did the work and I did pretty well at it. I just, you know, my brain wasn't occupied. So I had to find something to engage it. So I started getting involved in these online communities and reading the blogs and commenting and talking back and forth and really just figuring out how to find people better, faster, uh, you know, what strings to run, how how things worked, and I loved it, and that's how I got involved in in sourcing versus full-desk recruiting and, and exposed to this whole idea that sourcing was even a thing. And this is like '09, so I think the first couple of source cons had just happened. I didn't even know about all that yet, but, um, <laughs> you know, I was just really getting introduced. So that's how I got started, trying to answer other people's questions, which is is largely what I do now. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, you ended uh, up working with Irina. How how did that happen? From
0: yeah, just contributing to the to the to the community and then actually working with her.
1: Well, so um, for for a number of years, uh, Irina did this bi biweekly hangout on the Ning. So, in addition to the the posts and the. Forum discussions. There was this hangout chat, and people would come in and, and talk shop. And you know, what's working for you? What's cool? What are the tools? I mean, you know, almost ten years ago, we didn't have anything, right? None of the tools we work with now were, were around, and most of the tools that were around back then aren't anymore. Um, a lot of it was how to run complex Boolean's on Google and on LinkedIn, and how to find specific people, how to you know surface types of like certain resumes and lists, and you know how would you search for this? So, um, early on, like, uh, it was like really fascinating to me. I, I listened more than I watched, but after a few of these, I started jumping in and answering questions and saying, Oh, I would do it this way. Or, you know, here's a neat way you could do that. Or, Hey, that's a neat idea. But did you realize you could take it three steps further and get something even better? And just out of that and interacting, um, I was on there all the time and, and I Reached out to me at, at one point and said, "Hey, I really like what you're doing. Like you, you seem to get it, uh, understand what's what's important. You seem to have good ideas. Um, you know, I'm doing this new thing. So I guess this is actually a couple of years later. Um, she started the sourcing certification. Um, mm-hmm. So there was all this talk, and uh, you know, Source kind of had grown, had been purchased by ERE. It was definitely bigger. Sourcing as an idea was more." top of mind for a lot of companies and groups and uh, the problem was everyone was talking about sourcing and no one had a clear definition of what sourcing was. I think that's probably still an issue today <laughs> and um, nobody had an idea what a sourcer did or needed to know. So, you know, Irina's answer was, hey, this is what I think you need to know or be able to do and I have a test, a mechanism to to have you prove that you can do this stuff and I have a training course that attaches to it and you know launched the sourcing training and certification uh in its first format and she asked me hey do you want to get involved can you help out with this some I, I respect your skills and uh, I'd like to work with you so I said sure absolutely and I got started off just I, I helped out on the back end like um I was helping, uh, by this point, I was helping actually host and moderate the biweekly chats. I mm-hmm. uh, hosted a few and helped run them. And then I started uh, helping grade the tests, the exams, for the um, <laughs> sourcing certification. A little like, side stuff like that. And eventually, uh, I got involved doing some sourcing projects with Brain Gain Recruiting. So Brain Gain Recruiting is, of course, the, the parent organization, the actual company behind the training certifications, as well as being a you know full-service recruitment organization. Um, and sourcing and consulting firm and all that. So, I uh, did some sourcing gigs with them, like off off the books from my regular job. And uh, eventually, we said, "Hey, um, let's let's do this full time. Let let's jump." <laughs> um, so I did. I, I gave my notice and hopped in. And here I am, uh, six plus years later, still <laughs> doing it. It's it's great. I mean, um, so much better than. Temp staffing. <laughs> what
0: kind of roles are you then getting involved in the, the sourcing for?
1: On the BrainGate side, like we have a couple of different ways we go about it. I mean, we have our uh, recruiting uh, funnel, so we have clients that we full cycle recruit for as you know, typical um, you know contingency recruitment, mm-hmm. uh, and we also have uh, project based sourcing services. So, you know, hey, I, I need a long list for this project. I need some market research on this area. I need to know who you know, are the, um, uh, what are the top, you know, video analytics companies in the Nordics and who are their CTOs? Um, give me the list of all of those. Mm-hmm. So if clients come with all, all sorts of things or uh, sales managers for, um you know, farming equipment in the Ukraine. I mean, we've had some crazy jobs. Um, Well, we get a lot of interesting stuff from Eastern Europe, and especially like kind of Russia and and that Mm -hmm. region, just because, you know, uh, Irina has that background and speaks the language. And so she's somebody who, if you're in the U.S., but looking to talk to folks overseas in that region she's kind of the obvious person to reach out to. So um, we we get a lot of interesting requests from that part of the world. And that's always fascinating to me because I I speak one language moderately well, but (laughs) just the one. So uh, it's always fascinating to me working in different parts of the world where I I don't know the language. I don't even always know the alphabet and try to figure out how to navigate the materials (laughs) and uh, find things in places where I don't even know what letters to use much less what words is, uh, is always an interesting challenge. Like it engages me in a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. So, uh, but we, we do all kinds of stuff. So, uh, if, if you have a tough sourcing challenge of any type and you know, anything from, Hey, we'll sit down for an hour or two and, you know, just coach or work through a problem with you or up to, uh, Hey, we, we have this big project. Can you come on board and help us jumpstart, build out those long lists? Uh, whatever i mean if it deals with recruitment or sourcing or research we do competitive intelligence we've done some i don't know technology consulting can you look at our current tech stack for the sourcing recruitment and tell us you know what else is good we've done actually some really interesting stuff with like new vendors coming into the space like mm-hmm. you know they reach out to all the people who who are known <laughs> in in a space and say hey can you look at our tool can you blurb our tool whatever i mean tons of people I'm sure get those requests, but uh, I always like to do that because I I just really love to sit down and take apart a tool and break it really badly, and then see if I can help fix it too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those are those are fun too. So I mean, you know, we're a small shop, right? It's yeah. just the three of us, um, Irina and uh, Julia, who is the actually the our main recruitment practice leader, and myself, and we all just enjoy doing really interesting work so it's like you know the tough stuff the yeah. the, the fun things stuff. That are hard to cry yeah well I mean the tough stuff is the fun stuff um when it's tough because it's a new challenge and no one knows how to do it when it's tough because it's like a slog and kind of just menial then not not so much <laughs> um menial work is I don't know that that's what the AIs are for right I mean we don't want to do that
0: <laughs> what kind of tech stack do you work with then like obviously doing a, a lot of different roles, then I'm guessing it's it's a lot of different tools.
1: My answer to that is so boring. Um, <laughs> so I, I know all these tools. I work with all these tools. I'm always checking out the new tools. I'm no Dean DeCosta, but I, I have my 500 um, extensions installed. Um, but they're all turned off. I, I really rely heavily on, um, you know, uh, Google and other search engines and, you know, for the fast, easy stuff, I'll pop into LinkedIn. Um, I don't use recruiter that much. Um, regular LinkedIn is my main go-to, especially if I know the job has, is going to have, well, if I know the, um, the population I'm sourcing from is going to be well represented there. If it's not, then Facebook is usually my first go-to between LinkedIn and Facebook is where I do a whole lot of work. Um, niche sites, depends what we're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do wind up working a lot in the tech space. So I'm on all the, the code sharing sites and, and that sort of thing, but as far as like actual tools technology I, I mean I, I work manually most of the time like I'm copying and pasting and cleaning stuff up in Excel just because um, scraping is so finicky that unless you need to do it regularly off the same sites um, the tools require so much maintenance like you know you can go into your your data miner and you'll build a recipe assuming you can figure out their crazy recipe builder and you know, the recipe breaks the next week because somebody changed a CSS label somewhere and then you have to do it all over again. Or, you know, I could just paste it into Excel and, and create some populate across rules, you know, take uh, column A and take the first three row, uh, co- you know, uh, cells and map them across the row and just fill that down and sort and I'm done. And five <laughs> minutes later, like I said, I'm good at Excel. So <laughs> it's... um. It's easy to do that for me um, anything where I have to like break my workflow or uh, do something I'm unfamiliar with on a regular basis uh, especially if, if it's not worth the investment to, um, mm-hmm. to to build something out now if I can build something out that I can use all the time like I have some um, custom scraping stuff built out in Outwit that I use regularly because it was worth going and building and maintaining these things for so I have some Facebook scrapes there and some uh, more complicated GitHub scrapes, not the usual, like just look up an email stuff, but the, you know, if I want to grab, listen things off of sites and there's some association sites and um, like other niche social places where it's just kind of a pain to copy paste profile data out. So I build scrapers if I go there regularly, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm I don't know. So uh, I use whatever's handy. I try to pick the, the easiest tool for the job. I'm not, no. So lazy gives the wrong impression, but what I like to do is the least work possible to get out the value because if I'm spending a lot of time doing something manually, um, I'm, I'm wasting my client's time. I'm wasting my time. It's it's not good for anybody.
0: And you guys came out with Socialist as well uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Tell, you, tell us a bit about, uh, Yeah. The tool and and how it works, or, or what where the the kind of use cases.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, social list is a tool for you know, building lists from social profiles. Right. Uh, there is uh, a thing when you're doing web development. Um, these uh, objects you can insert into your page to make it easier for search engines to map the data and understand the data in your site. Um, so, the big one there are schema objects. Uh, schema.org. You can go to and. Learn all sorts of boring stuff about um, how to organize information <laughs> into different uh, categories. But um, the short bit of it, or the more interesting thing of that, is that uh, Google will let you search using these objects. So it'll just say, hey, only show me sites that have these objects embedded. If you go in, um, not through the google.com, but through uh, custom search engines. So if you build a custom search engine, you can limit results or filter results by these schema objects. And that lets you just find say uh, people Objects or um, business objects, and you can filter your search in very targeted ways. And each object has subcategories, like just show me people objects with email addresses embedded. <laughs> really good stuff. Um, so it's a really novel way to search the web, and it's not available uh, through most like typical search engines. So you know, building custom search engines is easy, but also kind of a pain. Like it's easy to build a, a quick simple one that does most of what you need, but the other 20% really refining it can take a long time. They're hard to share. Um, There's just not a lot of support from Google for the tool if you want to learn it on your own. And there's a ton of tutorials out there and we've posted a bunch. We have a class about building your own. Uh, It's a really interesting field and we still do a lot of that. Uh, But Social List was meant to address, all right, if you don't want to do all this, but you'd still like to get all the value from these tools, well, what about just a simple interface? You can go in, enter stuff in search boxes, just like on, say, LinkedIn or uh, you know, the uh, job board or ATS or whatever. You know, titles and locations and companies, and do these really targeted, um, really precise searches, but without all the hassle. You don't have to code anything. You don't have to, to figure anything out. You don't have to guess what the right keywords or fields are. That's all done for you. You just enter your search terms. I move on with your day and find people and get your lists and export them. Hard to export from Google. <laughs> so we built this really cool user interface that lets you do all the searches super easy, uh, predefined sites, like LinkedIn and a bunch of other sites where you can go and just, you know, get all that public facing profile data in a really easy, straightforward way, run extremely precise searches that are just returning exactly what you're looking for. No guesswork involved, not a lot of false positives. And uh, then we added um, enrichment to it, so now you can do all that and get their email too. So you can build a long list, uh, well, a reasonably long list, very targeted, grab contact details all at the same time, export it into an Excel or CSV, and, you know, use that wherever you're going to use it it's a really lovely tool. We actually built it in-house. It was supposed to be an in-house tool. um, But then we got to talking and said, well, you know, if we slap a website up, we can just open this up to everybody. And, you know, um, we decided to charge for it so we can cover the server costs. Um, So it's – and, and, you know, there's there's a little bit of maintenance. So (laughs) we do have to put some some extra work into it. Uh, And it it took a little time to really um, get it working exactly the way we wanted it to. Uh, we added another new feature this year in addition to the enrichments, uh, which is a, uh, a query optimizer, we call it, which is a, probably a really bad name for a really neat tool. You run your search, you get no or few results, and it automatically will take, say, say you t- uh, put a specific term in the title box and you get no results for it, or the company box, you get no results for it. It'll take that term, pop it back into a general keyword uh, field instead, run the search again behind the scenes and say, okay... Do we get more results this way? Do the results look better this way? And it'll play with that a little bit, and then a couple seconds later, it'll pop you to a new screen and say, All right, your first search returned almost no results. Here's a different search using the same keywords in a different way that returns a bunch more results. Take a look. Is this better? And the answer has pretty much been a resounding yes. It, it works very well. I don't know if it's the, you know, the. Like the highest tech, it's not like crazy AI, like natural language processing. It's it's just moving things around the way you would naturally, Um, you know, as a sorcerer, as a researcher. You you type in one set of search terms, it doesn't work. You play with them a little bit until it does. So we have a tool that does that built into uh, the system. So Socialist is our. uh, I know it's Irina's like number one go to when she searches. I'm typically when I'm doing. Um, sourcing projects, like I kind of come in um, as the, the backup or, <laughs> you know, it kind of depends on the client in the project. But I I would say Irina is like our, our practice head for a lot of the research projects uh, while I'm doing the training stuff. And so she will, um, you know, kind of say, all right, I, I did all the easy stuff. Go find some more people, <laughs> which, you know, I, and I do the same to her uh, on a number of projects. It's, it's very balanced. But um, so I don't, i you know it 's not my I would say it 's not my go to only because I know she 's already done it yeah but I, as a company it is our go to tool internally for almost all of our projects. we use socialists, so uh, we dog food religiously, like we are always using our our own tools first, um, and we think everyone else should too, so check it out if you haven 't uh, free trial, seven days, you get a bunch of enrichments attached, you can play with all the tools, see if it works for you if you're the sort of sorcerer who builds lists Um, if you're not then okay Uh, maybe it's it's not exactly the right fit Uh, uh, but if you do and i know many do uh, we recommend giving it a try
0: what's something exciting that you've been working on or are working on um yeah in the field that uh, that that you're working on now
1: actually a lot of what i've been working on lately has been figuring out um like marketing (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you know um but you know, a big part of my day is on the uh, training uh, practice and, and that side of the business. So while I do, you know, work on the recruiting, while I work on the sourcing, while I work a lot on all the, the different tools and things that we try to release, um, list, and we actually put out like this uh, email grabber tool, mm-hmm. Chrome extension, which we built because, uh, we, well, Julia actually built it. She's our our, in addition to our head recruiter, she's our coder a lot of the email grabbing tools were terrible or like, you know, scams or tried to scrape all your like Google analytics and yeah. watch all your activity. And we said, well, how about a non spyware version that works better than the rest. And so we released one just because So it's out there too. Um, but for me, a lot of what I've been into is like catching up on all this growth hacking, marketing stuff. Like how do you engage people? Cause for me, you know, um, well, I won't say sourcing is a soft problem, I mean, <laughs> it, or an automatable problem. I don't know where people get this crazy idea. Maybe they're they're paid to have this crazy idea for the vendors. But I, I, I've worked with a lot of the automated search and research and sourcing tools, and I do better than all of them, I would say. And I'm, I'm pretty good on time, too, um, <laughs> like when, when it comes to turnaround. So I don't, Use them, uh, and, and I have trouble envisioning a world in which our job is is done for us. Uh, but but the next step, where where I don't feel like I'm I'm uh, an expert yet, so it's interesting and it provides an opportunity to learn and grow, is the engagement, the outreach. Like, how do you get people to reply back to your messages? How do you engage people? How do you um, go? The next step, how do you turn it from a, a list into a group of people who are engaged in some fashion? Um, so it, it, in a large part for me, that's actually from a sales perspective. Uh, I mean, I can get a list of recruiters. Uh, I have lists of recruiters that are hundreds of thousands of entries long, but um, you know, h- how do you turn that into more? How do you engage them? How do you do stuff? And so that's, that's a lot of what I've been working on is answering that question. And I don't know that I have all the answers yet. Um, like I said, that, uh, this is new me. Um, but I go out uh, and, I, and I watch a lot of videos, I've read a lot of blogs, and I try to think just like in sourcing, where I'm always a big proponent of thinking like your target. All right, where are they going to be? Where are you going to learn about them? Where can you find them online uh, or anywhere else, but mostly online, because I don't want to have to leave my house too much. <laughs> um, like, think like them. So I try to do the same thing in terms of the marketing side. Like, how do you you know, what, what would interest me? A, the big, one big challenge for me there is that I don't think I'm typical or apparently nobody's interested in the stuff I'm interested in. So um, like, you know, the stuff that fascinates, fascinates or engages me. Um, I don't think engages as many other people, small, small segment of the population and I, a lot of stuff that interests other people. I, I don't, I don't care to really like the whole um, thing that, that Tris was doing the the, growth hacking recruiters. I I actually like read his blog about it a year ago and then didn't follow up. And then (laughs) I saw your episode with him and uh, I liked that and I didn't follow up, but I joined his group recently and was looking around in there and I would seen growth hacking stuff before, but I I love it when people take all this uh, information that's targeted at a different office and reframe it for me in the terms and context that I understand. And that lets me absorb it more easily. Um, Like I'm, Uh, you know, it's easier to synthesize, like understand and and take it and and run with it. So, um, you know, the, the big takeaways for me were the way to engage people is to, to understand what their problem is and provide solutions and provide interesting, relevant stuff and do it regularly. And, be really loud about it without being obnoxious,
0: which is <laughs> a you know a that's, balance. That's the perfect balance, yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. I don't think you can hit. The, I, I certainly don't think I hit it, but um, I don't know if you can hit that balance all the time. But that's the the goal, right? That's what yeah. you strive.
0: We don't do a lot of research in our industry. There's not a lot of empirical research done. It's like what works. That that is what I would love
1: to do. Um,
0: yeah, I mean that. I mean that's my <laughs> ideal job as well. It's like you have in the sales you have like all the kind of labs from inside sales.com from like all the email providers, everybody's doing like, Oh, this is what our data shows. So like, if, if I could just get access to LinkedIn's actual response data from their emails, things like that, we won't. Um, but just <sighs> like AB testing messaging, like what works, what can we use and all of that's like, that would be my ideal job, but it's not done in our industry because it's just, we have a big industry, but we're in a niche of it. And a
1: niche of some... a niche of a niche, right?
0: Exactly. I, yeah, I, I try to right.
1: explain what sourcing is to people who don't even know what recruiting is. Right. it's like, I mean, so consider a piece of a piece of a piece of HR. You know what HR is, right? Okay. Yes. Everyone's heard of HR. Yeah, I, so, mean, <laughs> I try to explain TV... it to salespeople that mostly yeah.
0: gets down well. Cause I'm like, well, like we're your demand generation marketing and inside sales team. Oh, okay. That like that they understand. It's like, I hand over qualified candidates like marketing would hand over marketing qualified lead or a sales qualified lead from inside sales. And I, okay, that they understand. And I take a lot of my tools from that. And it's also a lot of the research that's done is in, in the sales. But now I'm also looking at, yeah, the whole marketing piece, we haven't even touched on that. Like Trish was talking about that as well. He's like, I was recruiting these people, you know, 10 years ago, with fingerprinting and device like things like that. And we're, we still, we're not using any of it in sourcing, but we're going to have to. Um, but again, yeah, just doing research
1: and finding out what does that work. I I love what what you were saying with the research. I I love that stuff. And whenever somebody posts like, um, how does he pronounce? Is it Joseph Joseph? Um, (laughs) yeah. Okay. He posted his like, um, you know, these are the tools, um, you know, the, the broken tools on LinkedIn. we, we went through and found all the code and, you know, yeah. these are the tools LinkedIn is like trying to block. And I know he hasn't really updated it a, a year and a half ago. That was great. Cause he went in and, and dug out all the code and figured it out. Yeah. In addition to his, his, his book and all, he, he posts a lot of great articles and he did uh, one of the first empirical studies of the efficacy of email finders. Yeah. And a number of people have, have done them since. And I saw a more recent one too, um, but his was the first I've read and I love that digging in and doing a kind of a deep dive. I think one of the big problems with the research, um, the studies is that are, you know, the stuff that's done for blog posts tends to be small sample size, small sample sizes are, I mean, granted I've I've taken like one stats class, but what I really remember is the (laughs) bigger the sample, like the better your data, um, depending on your, your algorithm or whatever. And, uh, you know, if, if if you're dealing with, you know, 50 emails, like what's your A-B test actually tell you? Yeah. If you're dealing with 50,000 emails, all right, well, that's great. But I mean, how often are you going to send 50,000 emails about, I don't know, a CTO role or uh, a data science role or, you know, even a nursing role, like a, a, at an individual hospital, if, if you've got, you know, a thousand candidates for any job you're working on that you would actually send an outreach message to, that's amazing. Like, to even have the opportunity to have that many people that you can message, much less, like, actually interact or collect data on. So, um, it's really challenging. Uh, You you need to find models that work with smaller data sets and can produce meaningful answers from smaller data sets. And I'm not nearly the information scientists uh, to figure that out but i of, mean that's the, the kind stuff
0: of would... like lever tried to do a bit of that with some of the data they have from there especially their nurturing tool like like some of the tools are trying to do it but i just know there is so much data that they have that from an industry point of view we could learn a lot from without you know you're not going to give away any secrets by looking at the data but there's nobody yeah. doing that and that yeah that would be the ideal if we could act because i'm like i love listening to talks and i love listening to interviews and but i'm always like okay it sounds show me the data because <laughs> you know just give me the results it's nice and fine but show me the data because i want to see what's behind it because right. maybe i can learn something else from that data
1: that's uh that's how i evaluate like tool people actually (laughs) like tell me tell me about your data (laughs) i mean i know there's some stuff you won't share with me that that's fine but like um but i was talking to somebody about um you know evaluating like uh tools for like contact refresh so you know take your database or ats and so it's like all right um here's my top five five questions how many records how old are the records how often do you refresh the records uh how what's your false positive rate what's your false negative rate If you can't answer those questions, even under NDA, then goodbye. Like, I don't care how cheap you are. Like, that's, I need to know. Because otherwise, how can I judge whether you'll be a good fit? Like, how can I judge, you know? And the more, you know, fine-grained the detail is. Um, you know, like, okay, can you tell me now the same answers, but specifically for people who live in North America versus yeah. people who live in Europe? Can you do a country by country? Huh. Like, That's where's
0: that? <laughs> now well, finding tools. Like, I, when I was talking to Akbar Ali, it was the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's all nice and fine. We see all these tools coming in America, and they work in Europe. He says, but I want to know if they work for, for what I do in India. And mm-hmm. since most of the tools are not tested on India or you know to our reality you know what he's working on is it's like okay all of these tools which one actually works on the reality that we have for most of the sources in india Um, and that's like yeah never thought about that but that's the real research that needs to get like okay it works in in us to this extent it works in europe to this extent it works in asia and india to this extent some of it's
1: not terribly hard to do no, i think it's, it's, it's uh, well I'm and, and hopefully through through um, you know interviews like here's more of it'll come out like I'll, I'll have to go watch his interview to to see what his answer was what did work oh no he didn't he didn't have <laughs> the answer he was oh. just, he's
0: like that's what i'm working on that's oh, okay. he's like that's for me the exciting thing that i'm working on like oh well, I hope sure that, that. That'll be yeah.
1: great.
0: Uh, he's um, like i want to see what what works for our reality and and for you know my colleagues in india i'm like no good point because you didn't see you don't think about that when you do a lot of North American or a lot of European recruitment
1: and like Oh, and and China or Japan or Korea, I mean, you know, especially when you get into the, the different character sets and stuff. I mean, my goodness. Um, what one really noxious thing about a lot of Japanese and Chinese websites is when they translate their text into uh, an image file and post <laughs> blocks of image files containing the text. It gets rendered that way instead of like using Unicode, for yeah. example, uh, you know, which supports, you know, your language now. That's so like 10 years ago. We, we have these big commercial websites even where all the text is actually pictures and I can't mm. Google translate a picture. Sorry. Well, I mean, I can actually, um, there are tools for that now. Yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think Yandex might even have uh, like an OCR page translation tool, but that's that's really a hassle to use. um i i love like i said new interesting stuff and you know a, a lot of the asia pacific areas is a challenge to me yeah. again the language and not really being familiar with the areas so i love working on projects or 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 looking into those areas because they're new and a lot of the middle east too is yeah. challenging as well um for for different reasons um I think what's interesting is where are the data sources, right? All these, whether it's an email finder or a aggregator or whatever, what are the data sources for the folks in those regions who aren't on LinkedIn, who aren't on Sing or who aren't, you know, subscribing or aren't um, engaging what these tools we're familiar with, like where, where does the data lie? Where, where can even start to find that information?
0: No, I mean that, that we've seen that with Europe as well for like, I've, I've asked a lot of that, you
1: know, well, Europe's a little bit better covered now. I think that, yeah,
0: I mean, but do you like most of them? I always ask, like, are you like, do you support Sing? like, well, yeah, no, no, and it's still oh gosh.
1: Well, Sing isn't supporting anyone else either. Right. I think no. they, they shut down their advanced search in lieu of their, I was just reading. I think, um, It's Barbara Brammer, who who posted it recently. I think she uh, they they just cut off the advanced search for paid users, and now you have to buy their recruiting tool to to do advanced search. And it seems like a it's interesting that a lot of the tools seem to be more antagonistic to third parties now. Um, I mean, there's a lot of third parties in the world. I mean, there's some really big companies in the third party space. Um, Why you would build tools that are antagonistic to to you know fortune listed companies <laughs> yeah I, I don't know um i i think um uh, it's fascinating uh that that there's such a i don't know mismatch between expectations because I, I think a lot of the jobs out there get better represented by third parties than they do by the the principles
0: no i think you're right as well like asia fascinates me uh, especially the, like likes of China, very much that, like, where are people? It's like, okay, 99% of them are on WeChat. How do we get there? Like, right. first find out what, what is the channel, then we'll find out what the tool is. And then I think for China and a lot of the Asian market, like even talking to Tomoko, who's at Indeed in, in Tokyo, she's saying, well, they're all on LinkedIn because I need bilingual people. And if they're not on LinkedIn, then they're not bilingual. I, mm. you know, I, I need to know that they speak English. Like, okay, fair enough. She said the same thing with Korea. But then it comes back to the thing that isn't solved. It's like, how do you engage these people? And I think that's the channels that we really need to become
1: experts in. As a web researcher, a web enabled researcher, let's say, I hate all those tools. Uh, they're, they're fascinating, right? Um, and I love them and they're interesting and I'm still trying to crack them, but how do you work effectively in terms of process with all of these walled gardens, all the chat platforms, right? I mean, Facebook is at least still sort of on the web. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is sort of on the web. Uh, you know, job boards are on the web. WeChat isn't on the web. Line's not on the web. Um, all these other tools aren't on the web how do you access them how do you engage with people now for all the reasons privacy and all that you know you can't just go in and search their member database they're they're not enabled for that they don't want that nobody using it wants that how do do you get in there how do you engage with people how do you find their groups and it's interesting slack same thing right i mean you have a which slack is hilarious to me (laughs) because slack is like oh it's a prettier version of what we did in the late 80s early 90s that's so funny someone could charge money for this thing but yeah it's, it's really neat um how do you how do you do that and and the answer is actually just so i think alien to to the folks like me whose first impression is like let's google it let's search it let's find it is you have to go and and well fortunately other people have the same problem in terms of if you want to grow your group if, if you want to build a group on these platforms you have to advertise and we can find the advertisements so that's one way in but once you're there or once you find one group you know you got to follow the leads track it down um it's more of an in-depth research like a an actual detective work process than you know optimizing a search string to like pull up however many results
0: no i mean it's like yeah it's about it's the good old-fashioned network building it's like Mm -hmm. you you follow the breadcrumbs and you slowly build up a network.
1: I, I love these um, platforms and they're they're fascinating and interesting. And I, I, you know, that's where the, the, the money's going. Everybody's putting money into these applications. Mobile tons first of them. Ones and, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where Silicon Valley wants the world to go. So that's where it's probably going to go for now. Um, so we have to adapt to that and it, it, we have to have a presence and you have to start, you know, that comes back to that sourcing, marketing, integration. A lot of it is gonna
0: be around what Aaron is looking at. It's like the whole API call, finding out like what can I see from the software that's supposed to be on my phone? What can I see from the API calls that they're doing? What oh, do yeah. they actually let me access? But that kind of setup is just, you know, that's a completely new i mean we had to learn xpath to use our scrapers now we have to learn <laughs> api calls in like in in android to actually access all of these networks but that's what yeah. it I, that's what i think it's going
1: yeah um it, it's funny because for a totally different reason um you know like uh, you look at things like um mike basil uh, his mm-hmm. his intel techniques so, yeah. so like the osn community and all that uh so they wanted it, they wanted to bring their, their mobile tools onto the desktop because nobody wants to be using their phone for serious work because it's awful. Um, so they have, so there are these like OSINT focused like um, uh, toolkits to just pop up like Android and uh, yeah. iPhone emulators and use all these tools on your desktop from your PC. And it it's so neat that somebody did all that work uh, in advance. I mean, not yeah. that they're always super easy to set up and, you know. <laughs> Yep. virtual box or whatever, but like, it's, it's neat that they exist, that they're out there. And um, you know, I think in addition to the the marketing side in terms of engagement and, and building a presence, because having a presence just makes life easier, right? I mean, well, fam- famous people, life is just easier. I mean, it's harder in some ways, but in terms of like getting, getting attention, getting invited to things, <laughs> getting people to come to you, having people reply to your messages, being being famous opens those doors. And you know, in a very small way, having a presence online in different communities and and having, you know, even just being there so people know you exist helps a lot. So, so building that presence from that marketing perspective, uh, and then also, um, I think, you know, borrowing from the research communities and I've always thought and felt that, you know, if I were building a, um, you know, a sourcing team from scratch, a bunch of new hires, I'd I'd probably try to hire out of, you know, uh, library science degrees and possibly, you know, um, you know, folks who do any sort of like uh, I don't know investigative, I don't know maybe criminal justice or or people who always wanted to be a detective, right? Those types be of folks, sure. like those are the people to um, to target because I know how to research in a very informal way. Like um, these people know what research really is, and <laughs> like why you know. But but you know, sorcerers wind up being pulled from the same pools that recruiters get pulled from. Um, you know, those random people who walked in off the street one day and. You know, <laughs> hey, can you dial a phone? Yeah. <laughs> like, be a recruiter, give it a shot. Um, like you know, the vast majority of, of folks in our industry. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. So I, I don't know I, I I love this blending of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I you know talk about interesting things that we're getting into. I, I don't think the deep dive into like finding people's like 500 usernames and passwords, like really doing a deep dive like backgrounding of an individual person makes any sense. For sorcerers, I think that's well beyond the pale of, of what we should be doing. Uh, not just not from a privacy perspective. That's a whole other conversation, but just from a time investment perspective, like you don't need to know the third grade teacher of this person. Who's one of 50 people you got to reach out to this week for a job. That's one of 20. You've got to touch this week. Right. I mean, that, that's nonsense. We, you know, nobody's paying for that. Um, but being able to, you know, leverage, tools in a quick way to find like an email address or a phone number or a social
0: profile that they they don't use a lot well they don't publicly use a lot but where you know you're going to get a response
1: exactly Uh, which is you know i i i've been championing facebook for sourcing and recruiting this year a lot i think it's the place to be because you know it's huge and you know not everybody's there but a whole lot of people are there (laughs) and uh it's not as as polluted as the you know as some of the other channels and there's a lot of people who you won't find through other channels um and you can free message anybody you want which is fantastic <laughs> but we're we're gonna kill it probably someday um and then we'll all have to figure out the next platform after that um no but i i really like this stuff and i i think what's important going forward uh you know as our field matures is um you know kind of two things right we have to kind of keep in mind the, core stuff which is you know probably thinking right i mean um or knowing how to go about a process um you know this is we're trying to do a thing which is here's the goal we want to find you know 50 or 100 people who might be interested in doing this job or might know somebody who can do this job and then being able to to go through that whole process very quickly like what's the all right it's um you know, it's a forklift driver in um, Tennessee. You know, or it's a you know a, a Java developer. Uh, you know, in Helsinki, we we need to know just off the top of our head, or be able to go to a place where we can find out very quickly. All right, where where are these people? Yeah. Um, you know, what what tool do I use for this? And then go and use it effectively to surface the information we want. And I think that that makes a good source or not. Not necessarily knowing all off the top of your head, what's the right place to go for any job, but knowing the path to follow from A to B. And then, you know, obviously being able to do all the little other odds and ends as efficiently as possible. And then, you know, since there are very few, uh, I guess we'd call them pure sourcers, since we all have to do outreach too, and have the recruiting process as well, because why not, right? I mean, You know, Googling can't take that long, right? You you got time to make some phone calls, don't you, sorcerers? Um, Yeah, I I mean, being good at that, too, and, and, you know, all the other little things that sorcerers get pulled into. So I I don't know. I I think, you know, that mm, kind of those, I don't know, core fundamentals of of being able to to research and map out a process and and follow it and and learn things when you need to. And, um, you know, then, then of course, the, the tools that'll help us and knowing what those are and being able to effectively use them going forward is...
0: people want to keep in contact with you and, uh, and see where, yeah, what you're working on. How can they best do that? Google me. No,
1: don't, don't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, there's nothing terrible. I think it's just that actually my name's not that unique. Um, there's like 30 of us and um, some other people have much better SEO. And uh, there's actually a guy who lives near me who has the same name. Who's who's not me. So uh, you'll probably find him first. Now, um, what I'd actually recommend is uh, we actually just launched a newsletter over at Sourcing Certifications. Um, So if you pop over to sourcingcertification.com, there's a button up there on the menu, um, newsletter. And we've got this great weekly newsletter we just launched. We have uh, news and sourcing tips and links to our question of the week video uh, that we just started recording. So we got got two up now. Um, We just take a sourcing question, you know how would you do this? How does this tool work? How would I find these people? Uh, The first one was how do I find uh, direct dials at a company? Um, Which is something we talk about in the sourcing hacks book, but um, a person had like a a different use case or a different take on the same technique. How how would they do it for their job? Right? So we showed them how to do that. Just did one on how to find travel nurses, like um, through blog communities and stuff. So this is, you know, I think these are fun to do uh, kind of a great way to break in, uh, to the video thing. But anyway, the, the newsletter, right. That's the way to keep in touch uh, or, or, you know, I'm on Twitter, uh, the Dave Galley and I'm on Facebook, which is probably the easiest way to actually get a response from me. Um, you can email me, um, whatever, um, David Galley brain gain or David Galley sourcing certification, by the way, if you're Googling me, that's the way to go. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so all, the, all that stuff. But the newsletter, sign up. Uh, we, we'd love to hear you know, from you and keep in touch.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time, David. Take care. Happy New you Year. Too. If you're on the podcast version of this show, did you know that we have a YouTube channel as well where you can see the actual interview? If you want to see that, go to social.sourcingchallenge.com show and see all the interviews. And could you also support the show by rating in your favorite podcast player and give us a review?